0: Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings, the podcast where we talk about every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order. We watch these movies so that you don't have to. My name is Steve. I'm your host. Joining me as always is my, is my lovely co-host, Hannah Martin. Hannah, how are you doing this week?
1: I'm good. My legs are very sore. I did my first leg day of 2020. Wow. So we're feeling
0: it. It only took you 19 days. You
1: know, <laughs> everyone works at their own pace
0: that's that is true <laughs> so let's see here welcome back to the podcast this week we are talking about what i thought was actually maybe our second legitimately good movie the first one being raising arizona and this movie is called red rock west it's from 1993 in a very brief overview is essentially that nick cage plays a man who wanders into a small town looking for work and gets mistaken as a hitman so it's kind of an exciting movie a lot of twists and turns along the way pretty decent performances uh so one of the first things that we like to do is discuss the ratings where where, how is this movie rated on imdb and rotten tomatoes do you have that information handy
1: yes um it was received quite well it has yeah. a 7 out of 10 on IMDb and a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: That's right. So 95% is actually the highest rating that we've seen so far for any of these movies. And I wouldn't totally disagree, but I think that Raising Arizona is probably a movie. I thought Raising Arizona movie. had like
1: a 96.
0: No, it was like 92 or 93 oh, wow. and this okay. is 95. And then there's also some other movies that are right up in the beginning that are just... Or up at the top for ra- Rotten Tomatoes that just make no sense. Like, I think Peggy Sue's up there. Oh, well. And I think, yeah. <laughs> and I think even Birdie is up there decently, which is Birdie is okay. Birdie's yeah, got some good performances. Birdie was
1: good. I, I really liked Honeymoon in Vegas.
0: You keep saying that. I really but liked it. I almost can't remember much from that movie.
1: I remember the whole thing
0: wow all right that's it we're doing... I can
1: quote it right now you can quote it from start to finish
0: i don't believe you <laughs> go kidding. ahead <laughs> we are in for a long podcast this oh, week God. folks if hannah can actually quote the entire movie start to finish you're going to listen After to seeing a 90 it one minute time. yeah you're gonna to listen to a 90 minute podcast what a memory
1: this girl has i know right <laughs> Okay,
0: so we're going to start with hannah's segment of our podcast where she brings up some kind of behind the scenes stories Or maybe a little bit about what nick cage is doing in his life at this point so the point again is 1993 and the movie is red rock west. So what's some uh, Insider information that you got for us Hannah?
1: I got a few things. So this movie stars the boy nikki kim, of course, uh, laura flynn boyle mm-hmm. and dennis hopper Right. And a fun fact about them is that all three of them have starred in David Lynch movies.
0: Why? <laughs> His movies, that at least that we've seen, have been pretty nonsensical. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I absolutely hated.
0: Wild at Heart or oh, Industrial no. Symphony? Industrial Symphony. The performances in Wild at Heart were amazing. Yeah. but The plot was like kind Trash. of all over the place. It was garbage. And it might not have even been the plot so much as the direction in the writing. No, he
1: added... Go back and listen to it. He yeah. added like <laughs> random shit to the plot that didn't need to be there. It's a book to movie. Just stick to the storyline. Yeah. It's not like it's a TV show based off of a novel where they need a bunch of episodes right. and they change things right. so that you keep viewers interested. Like it's a movie and if you read the book, you want to watch the movie because you like the book.
0: Yeah. So even I think I was telling you a couple of weeks ago, I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast, but there's an episode of Rick and Morty where Rick is trying to make a random robot, a robot that only thinks in random thoughts. And so in order to train the robot, he makes it watch three David Lynch movies. And they're all
1: probably (laughs) obscure.
0: Random and nonsensical. Exactly. So like that's it was kind of a throwaway joke in that episode. But since we've been watching it, it really stuck with me. Some but,
1: other some other fun facts about this yeah, this film. Uh, so, Nick Cage largely took the part due to a recommendation of his uncle, Francis Ford Coppola, who has did. either worked with or is just a big fan of John Dahl, who is the director of this film.
0: Mm-hmm. And John Dahl's done some other pretty good stuff. I looked it up briefly. Kill Me Again. Kill Me is Again. It, was that, it, yeah. That's
1: the movie that Francis Ford Coppola was a big fan of.
0: Okay. And I, I don't know if it happened prior to Red Rock West or after, but there was a movie called Rounders, which I've never seen, but it's Edward Norton, Matt Damon, and I think it's supposed to be a pretty good movie, I, or at least well-known. So he's a pretty well-established director, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So but there was some drama on set because really? Dennis Hopper, who was cast before Nicolas Cage, wanted his friend Chris Christofferson oh, to yeah. play the Nicolas Cage part. And they cast Nick instead. Well, Nick is so a rising star. There's probably some tension there. Yeah, I think Chris, what, what I was reading was like Chris Christofferson was at kind of a low point in his career. Mm. So his friend Dennis Hopper, I guess, wanted to bring him up a bit. Yeah, and then I guess if they're friends. passed on by uh, or passed over for Nicolas Cage.
0: Yeah, so it's just funny that like Nicolas Cage's uncle Francis Ford Coppola got involved again because Nick Cage he changed his name to avoid nepotism, but he's like batting that's 50% of getting roles from nepotism. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true. If he's actually gotten 10 roles from nepotism, it's probably closer to 5, but still.
1: Yeah um at
0: least to date that we've seen so far
1: that's probably correct yeah so in terms of the critics critics like we said good numbers but also i read some reviews and everyone says that nick cage plays a really likable character which i would agree with
0: yeah he's so we'll get into it later on but he's actually very noble Noble, and he's not much like himself, I guess, because he plays a quiet, a soft spoken. He doesn't character. play a maniac, right? Yeah, exactly. Almost. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's been a lot of movies so far where he's played an ex criminal or a criminal, and in this case, he's kind of like falls ass backwards into becoming a criminal, right? Yeah, yeah. which is an interesting take. It's something different.
1: Yeah. So everyone tend everyone tended to like it from what I've read. Good. So last week or the week before, I forget, Mm -hmm. I mentioned that I've not been keeping up on his love life well.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So So where is he in his love life? So in
1: 1990, he had that child. Right. I don't... He never married the woman and I forget her name. Okay. (laughs) But... (laughs) Good start. (laughs) Yes. So we're in 1993 right now. Yes. So he marries Patricia. So, I mean... I'm going to spoil the future for everyone, unless okay. <laughs> this is public knowledge, obviously. His life is public knowledge. But he marries Patricia Arquette in 1995. Okay. So I it's found probably, out- Did that
0: they meet at the fa- uh, filming The Family Man? Isn't it her? No. Isn't she the wife? No?
1: They didn't meet then. Oh, okay. They met nine years earlier. Okay. He met her, and mm-hmm. that same day proposed to her.
0: Oh my God, of course he did.
1: Um, so
0: nine years before 95, so it would have been 86?
1: Yeah. She was 18. He proposed to her the same day that they met in an L.A. diner when she was just 18. She challenged him to bring her a J.D. Salinger autograph and a black orchid before she would say yes.
0: That is so odd. Very specific. So just for some perspective, I brought it up now. In 1986, the movies Peggy Sue got married and The Boy in Blue came out for Nick Cage that's where his career is. He was a
1: hot commodity. So
0: before then it was the Cotton Club Birdie racing with the Moon which were all like kind of mixed success I guess. I think Valley Girl had some success but which was prior to that but still like he's not a big star and he proposed to Patricia Arquette the same day.
1: She was 18 but she came from Oof. a famous family so did he. So it makes Oh sense. that's
0: true. That's true. It's almost like Hollywood royalty. For sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, she challenged him to bring her some really random Sorted items. Yeah, what were those items again? It a black a orchid and a autograph from JD Salinger and a black orchid, and okay. he succeeded and wow. gave them to her. And then they were on the way to, I presume, Vegas because it says on the way to get married at the airport. Apparently, they had a fight and uh, called it off.
0: <laughs> okay. So and when did they actually get married? 95, Ninety-five, and I'll talk
1: about that story when we get in, to in a few years. But okay. I wanted to catch up on some of the drama. Some of the things that we may yeah.
0: have missed previously. I like Some of that. the tea. I okay, some s- of the tea.
1: Spill some of the tea. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: okay, cool. Interesting. Yes. Of course he proposed on the same day. And same day. Same day he, same day he met
1: her at a diner, so...
0: That is impressive, though. That in one day he can go find an autograph from JD. Silent. No, no, no. I
1: don't think he got that stuff in one day. I think it's just he proposed to her that day, and uh, he, and she said she would she would marry him if he got her those things. Gotcha. And then very shortly after he was able to obtain said items, right? And then proposed to her. She said yes. They okay. were on the way to get married. Had some type of fight, and then called it off. <laughs>
0: of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be probably a theme later on in nick's life is that he proposes to a random woman and then has a very short marriage or i'm kind of
1: excited for to get to 95 though mm-hmm. because she has a few
0: like, like choice words to say about well, him. no
1: just well, i haven't read it any okay. of it yet but there's like a ton of interviews where she talks about him Wow, there's a couple different articles she is interviewed about him
0: right she is the lead in family man though i think
1: i don't know (laughs) i feel like
0: i've brought up family man a lot i've never seen it i'm so worried that it's a bad movie from memory i think it's a good movie it's kind of like a heartwarming christmas movie but i think it's probably gonna be bad Mm. i don't know anyway my
1: favorite articles so far have been the articles where other people are talking about him like the one peggy sue what's her name kathleen Turner. turner yeah i love her account of all the shit that went down on set. Yeah. He like stole Chihuahua oh or something. Oh my god!
0: Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> so I'm curious what what she has to say about him. They were married for a while,
0: six wow. years. Okay. So yeah, they were probably married for Family men <laughs> Yeah. I hate if, to keep bringing if it she up. was in it. Yeah. 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 She was. Yeah. If she was in it. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. It could have been some other person.
1: All right. Let's get into the film. All done.
0: Yeah. Anything else? No. no? Okay. Nothing
1: else. All right. Not really too much on this.
0: So we'll jump into my segment where I furiously take notes during the movie and we'll go through the movie, Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene. And he is one of the leads. There's probably three major leads, but I would say he's probably mostly the lead for this movie. And so he is in a lot of scenes. I'll try to tear through them, you know, as fairly quickly and accurately as I can. So the movie starts off with kind of this lone and dusty road of Wyoming and nick cage's bare feet are sticking out of the car and we're like whose feet are like it's just kind of a weird way to start the movie and it turns out it is him and we figure it's not really known right away but we kind of figure that he's living out of his car because this scene he's like he finds a bucket of water in a field and he starts shaving his face in the middle of a field and he's doing one-handed push-ups inexplicably which is pretty wild just in the middle of the street. Like, this lone street. And he starts talking to himself. He might even be looking in the mirror of, of his car or something and being like, It's nice to meet you, Mr. Johnson. And so we can yeah. assume
1: that he's going to a job interview yeah so that's he does he's shaving he gets right. like a nice shirt out of the trunk of his car he yeah. smells it first to make oh, sure that yeah. it's fresh oh yeah
0: he puts on a knee brace too so you he's like kind of limping around and, and his bum leg comes up a couple of times throughout the course of this movie but hannah really loved the way he smelled the shirt i think you said it was like his last shirt ever or something but we were watching it it was like the first thing he ever smelled no, he, <laughs> or the no, last I said thing that, he ever smelled no
1: that's how he eats he smelled it like he like he would smell a newborn baby that's what it was <laughs> but like it wasn't
0: that weird because no, he was he just smelling for...
1: so lovingly right but it wasn't too
0: bad that's a lot of this movie nick cage makes some acting choices where i'm like okay i can see it but it is still pretty cagey and that's probably the first <laughs> one right in this first scene so he does head over to a job interview and it's a friend of his got him this interview at a construction site and he finds out that he doesn't have the job it's not a sure thing so again he's living out of his car he's probably doesn't have much money and it's not a sure thing because he has the interview and he doesn't get the job because he's got the bum leg so he can't be on a construction site or an oil rig or whatever he it was is. an oil rig wasn't an oil rig yeah. yeah
1: that's what he's driving around trying to find work to do like that's what he wants to be doing
0: on an oil rig yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you he's know- an ex-marine Yeah, yeah, we find that out later. Actually, we might find that out early in the movie because we couldn't really tell. The video quality that we watched was pretty grainy, but he's got a marine tattoo right on his bicep there. So it comes up later. It's more important later. But so he's in the car. He's driving away from his job interview that went poorly. And he starts, again, it's one of those moments where it's like, I could see an actor making this move, but he does it very cagey. He starts punching the roof of his car and he is like rolling his head around as he groans and he's like (laughs) i'll probably edit that in (laughs) so he does that and he notices his car's on e so he heads to a gas station and there's nobody around at the gas station and now again he starts screaming but it's not like a real nick cage scream it's more like hey is anybody here looking for someone to pump some gas and there's nobody there and he sees the register is open and there's all this money sticking out again nick cage is down on his luck and he could have taken the money but he didn't which is what you mentioned earlier that he's a likable guy noble he, noble he's a noble character and he doesn't take the money so he just walks away and then somebody yeah, comes someone out and who's, pumps he, the, someone pumps who's
1: someone who's down on his luck as yeah. much as he is you know you'd expect him to take the money but right. we see that he doesn't
0: he's a so. good guy yeah yeah which is very different from the usual characters in place like when he steals a baby or <laughs> he just goes nuts for no reason and <laughs> kills people with vampire teeth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, he's talking. I guess he talks to the gas station attendant, and the gas station attendant might be the one who says, hey, there's a town, Red Rock, over there. You know, it's a small town, but you might be able to find some work there. So, he heads over to Red Rock, the namesake of this movie, and he walks into a bar. So, Nick Cage is from Texas, and he's got Texas plates. And so, he walks in, and the bartender goes, are you lyle from Texas lyle no, he says from are dallas. you here for the job yeah are you here for the job are you lyle from dallas and nick's like yeah i'm here for the job thinking he's gonna be a bartender or something but it was pretty obvious to us that he was like oh he's a hitman like before we even knew anything about this movie we were he's like like
1: you were supposed to be here yesterday
0: right right yeah
1: you're from texas right i don't think he called him lyle yet immediately because yeah i think it t- yeah. he took him into the back room mm, the, the first maybe. things that he said were, you're here for the job and he said yeah and he's like you were supposed to be here yesterday you're from texas right and yeah. he was like yeah i just got here yeah and he was like come back here with me into my office right and then he calls him lyle
0: right yeah so and he's like you're lyle and nick's just looking for the job so he's like yeah i'm lyle from dallas <laughs> and he goes okay i got a job Here's $5,000. I'll give you another 5,000 when it's done." And he's like, "Okay." And he's like, basically what it boils down to is that the bar owner wants Nick Cage to kill his wife. So Nick takes the money because he needs money, but of course we see like a long shot of a picture of the girl, who's what's the actress's name you just mentioned?
1: Laura Flynn Boyle.
0: Laura Flynn Boyle. So you see a picture of her and I guess she's attractive, but you they zoom in on the picture of her and Hannah and I are both just like, ugh, he's going to fall in love with this girl. Like, there's no <laughs> way around it. He's going to fall in love Every with this Every movie. movie. Every movie. He falls in love with a woman he shouldn't or something. So he leaves the bar and he goes to this field where he starts creeping on this girl with his binoculars and like, he's got a gun in, on him, I guess because he's from Texas <laughs> in the 90s, especially. So she's out riding horses and he's creeping on her i guess he's just staking the thing out and you're still kind of like oh is he gonna kill her is he not gonna kill her but you know he's a good guy and so it turns out she's sleeping with the ranch hand who's like a poor man's patrick swayze because he's got this beautifully feathered hair and wearing just a tank top he's basically swayze so then he like
1: creeps into her house yeah and exactly. hides in the corner yeah dimly lit mm-hmm. chair and she i think comes in to like pour herself a drink mm. and he's like clears his throat or says something like, "I think
0: he cocks the gun." Oh,
1: does he? I think so. Oh shit!
0: Yeah, but
1: she didn't even seem that scared.
0: No, so she cry. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it later throughout the movie. But there's reasons for why she's just a crazy person. So Nick basically clears the air, He's like, "Hey." you should probably leave town or something. Your husband just gave me $5,000 to kill you. So I'm not going to do it.
1: And she was like, uh, have you ever been married? He's like, no. And she's like, that's just what marriage is like. And we're he's sitting like, there like, Oy.
0: okay, it's not. <laughs> not that, you know, we're, we're married. We're not married, but. <laughs> but it's still like my parents didn't try to murder murder yeah. each other.
1: <laughs> not everyone hires a hitman.
0: Right, exactly. And so she ultimately says, I'll double the money that he's paying you. If you kill if him. If you kill him. <laughs> And he's like, okay. And I guess he takes more money from her and bails. So he's got all this money. And he goes to a, he goes back to the gas station. And he starts buying a whole crap load of snacks and food. And he hands the guy like a $100 bill. And he's like, hey, keep the change. And so then he starts driving. And it's raining. It's pouring rain. And I guess he pull, uh, pulls over be- before then. And, and he writes a letter to the sheriff. And he says, dear sheriff, this man tried to pay me. To kill his wife. By the way. Yeah.
1: I don't know if it's his handwriting or not, but it's really, really nice. Was it? I don't I, remember that. It was like very neat printing.
0: It was pretty legible. I do remember I, it being it legible. It reminded
1: me of like of third grade teachers printing. Oh wow. Yeah. It's a
0: that's high praise.
1: I well. <laughs> third grade might have been the last year that Nick <laughs> was at school? school. It's like
0: my uncle's Francis Ford Coppola. I'm never gonna have to work again. <laughs>
1: He learned printing and cursive and some arithmetic and then bailed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> How to get high with cats and have pet octopus.
1: <laughs> Which apparently cost $10,000. <laughs>
0: Christ. So let's see. So he writes the letter to the sheriff. He drops it in the mailbox and he's driving away and it's pouring rain. He can hardly see it. He hits a dude with his car and I didn't notice it right away. But the dude he hit with his car was the poor man's Patrick Swayze, the ranch hand. I who, had no la- idea. Who
1: LFP is hooking up with.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so he hits a guy with his car, and he does the right thing. He takes him to a hospital. He pull, he picks him up, puts him in his car, and takes him to the nearest hospital, which is back in Red Rock. So he's got to go back to Red Rock. And that's kind of a theme of the movie is he tries to escape Red Rock. He has to keep going back for some reason or another. So he's in the hospital, and this is where we probably get the first real good scream from Nick Cage. He's carrying him in, and he just screams, Somebody get a fucking doctor! And he says, fucking doctor, really loud, and it's choice. So... <laughs> then he's sitting in the emergency room you know filling out the paperwork and the doctor's like hey just wait here and the cops show up and he's like hey i did the right thing i brought the guy in and the doctor pulls out a little baggie and there's two bullets he's like this man was shot before he was hit by a car and the cops are like all right well, we're taking you in once the sheriff gets here and the sheriff walks in. And he's wearing a big ten-gallon Doug Dimmadome cowboy hat, <laughs> and he slowly looks up, and his face is revealed. And the sheriff is the bar owner who paid Nick Cage to kill his wife. And I think there's a scene in between where he calls his wife, and his wife picks up, and he's like, he realizes that he doesn't actually Nick Cage doesn't kill a her. So it's a big one of the first big, big twists. Plot twist, yeah. yeah, there's a couple of big twists throughout the movie, but that's one of the first ones. So he gets arrested. Did you expect it? Uh, no, I didn't actually at the time. Me neither. Well, because up to this point, I didn't really realize what kind of movie this was going to be. Was it, I didn't realize it was going to be like this kind of thrilling, twisting and turning movie. You know, it was still, this is still pretty early in the movie. We're only about a third of the way through. So it was, I I, I kind of liked that that reveal. We do find out later on, I can spoil it now because who cares? <laughs> You're listening to this. <laughs> but he, it, it turns out that The sheriff is a criminal himself, but he was elected sheriff. So that's why he's both a bar owner and the sheriff, because he's like kind of like this locally famous guy who was elected sheriff. So he's in the sheriff's car. He's arrested. He's handcuffed to the car. And the sheriff is screaming his lungs off at Nick Cage. And Hannah and I turn to each other. and We're like, Nick is showing some real restraint.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because Nick does not scream in this scene. You know, besides because they kind of drive off the road. So maybe he goes like, ah, or whatever, because not they drive even off the road.
1: he keeps it very
0: cool. Very cool. He's cucumber. Very, he is very quiet in this movie. There's not a lot of dialogue out of Nick Cage in this movie. And there are a few screams because he can't help himself. But <laughs> like the fucking doctor bit from a second ago. So, you know, the sheriff pulls over and he's like, I'm going to let you go. But here's the key to the handcuffs. So as Nick's trying to undo the handcuffs, the sheriff leans over, grabs a gun, and there's a tussle. Nick escapes, and he's running through the woods. And he, But the sheriff's got a rifle, and he's trying to snipe Nick Cage. And it's dead of night, so it's kind of a tough shot. Nick Cage escapes, and he re hurts his bum leg, so he's limping around, and Hannah turns to me, and she's just like, acting! Like, it's brilliant acting. <laughs> it's really not. It's fine. He's very <laughs> kind of obviously not hurt. So then he trips or something, maybe because of his bum leg, and he almost gets hit by a car as he as he trips and falls into the road. He almost gets yeah, hit by a car. Yeah, the car
1: stops like an inch away from his nose. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Very <laughs> and dramatic. Yeah, so we see this dude get out well, of the you car. See,
1: first, you see the car, and you yeah. see that uh, we live in Pennsylvania, and you don't have a license plate on the front in Pennsylvania. It's just uh, yeah. on the back. But I assume in Texas, you have a license plate on the on the front. So there's a Texas license plates where like, ah, I kind of know who this is. It's probably Lyle. It's
0: probably the real Lyle. (laughs) And it's not revealed right away. And when it is revealed, maybe in the next scene. Nick
1: Cage's eyes are like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And like the
0: music is all suspenseful. It's like that. like, 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 oh, my God, we didn't see this. Like. We all saw it coming. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't see the other twist, but I saw this one. As soon as I saw the right. license plate, I was just like, oh, uh, yeah. That's it's probably the real, the real hitman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> coming so, to murder.
0: <laughs> so Nick is trying to get away from the sheriff who's shooting at him. So he's like, yeah, can you give me a ride? And the guy's, and the real Lyle is like, yeah, sure, I'll give you a ride. I'm just going over to the next town which is Red Rock. So Nick goes back to Red Rock. He's
1: escaping Red Rock just to come back. Just to come Crawling back to Red back. Rock.
0: Always, always. So they're talking in the car. And of course, in the car, they're playing the Folsom Prison Blues from Johnny Cash. So the song that basically starts, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. You know, so I, I thought that was kind of a fun little uh, nod to Johnny Cash in there. But so they're, they're talking. And this is where we find out that they're both Marines, both Lyle and Nick Cage. And Have the go- same tattoo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they go back to Red Rock and they pull up to the sheriff's bar. And the real Lyle's like, hey, I got some business to attend here. Why don't we do this? I feel bad I almost hit you with my car. You're a fellow Marine. Why don't I buy you a drink to make it up for you? And Nick's trying to be like, no, no, no. I don't want to go into this bar for the last thing I do. But he ultimately gets convinced that go into the bar, fortunately, the sheriff isn't there. But this is the scene. Like, again, two scenes later where he finds out it's Lyle and he's like, oh, my God. Come on, man. How did you not see this coming? So he escapes through the bathroom. Nick, once he finds out what's going on, Nick goes into the bathroom and he punches the lights out, which is you know, fairly, maybe not necessary, but
1: dramatic. It's
0: again, it's that. It's just a little extra dramatic. It's just a little bit. It's it's a little sprinkling, a little peppering of that of, nouveau, that, of that nouveau that new shamanic new flavor. New- mm, <laughs> that little umami of nouveau shamanic. <laughs> that's that little. Mm, <laughs> you know like any other actor could have decided to do that sure like you know he's a little upset he doesn't know what to do maybe you know i might punch out the light if i'm the actor but just because it's nick cage it's got a little extra spice to it (laughs) so
1: he makes his way up to the roof
0: yeah which was kind of weird we were like how does he get up to the roof but there's kind of like a ladder right next to the window (laughs) for the bathroom so he makes his way up to the roof and the sheriff comes in and they're looking for him and him and Lyle are looking for the real you know looking for Nick and he's on the roof and he finds this plank of wood (laughs) and lays the plank of wood from the roof to the top of a truck walks over on top of the on the plank like walks the plank which is so dangerous and unbelievable that nobody saw him. Was, also
1: how did the plank not snap in right half? it was
0: like this little two by four <laughs> yeah and
1: yeah. he literally walked the plank
0: yes and so he ends up on <laughs> top of the to truck a,
1: like an 18 wheeler or whatever yeah
0: so he ends up on top that of the truck
1: that's no wheeler? i don't think
0: that one was big enough to be an 18 wheeler it was it was almost like the size of a just standard, a tractor trailer yeah just like the size of a standard u-haul truck kind of thing i don't think it was that big or like a moving truck kind of thing but so he's on top of the truck and once the truck leaves kind of the city limits he reaches down and taps on the windows like hey and the truck driver's like what the fuck right and i actually read briefly so i read that the driver is actually the musician who made the song that rolls at the end of the credits
1: i think he died did he really yeah that's a shame i also read that the mute that whoever uh did all the music passed away unless that was just the guy who picked the music for the oh yeah
0: it might have been a difference between the guy who wrote the song and the guy who did the score yeah a different guy oh okay never mind yeah so i think that guy the truck driver and also i read that he brought his own gun to set (laughs) because once the truck driver sees the guy on the roof nick cage on the roof he points a gun at him and is like what the hell are you doing on my truck and points a gun because it's wyoming or texas wyoming And apparently everybody's got a gun there in the 90s. So he ultimately convinces the truck driver to just give him a ride, even though the truck driver was pointing a gun at him. So he's like, hey, I'm trying to escape my old lady. Give me a ride, even though he was trying to escape the sheriff and the real Lyle, who are both trying to kill him. And he takes a ride, not out of town, but to the woman's house to warn her to be like, hey, the real Lyle's in town. You got to leave town again. Which, again, why... Just, what do you
1: owe to this lady? Right. She also told you that she wants to murder someone. Right. Maybe you should She's leave She's dangerous, you too. You have the opportunity to get out.
0: Take get it. Get out. So... Ooh, great movie. <laughs> get out? Yeah. <laughs> Much better than this movie. Oh, I yeah. mean...
1: <laughs> this <laughs> wasn't bad, but get out's a great movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: suspenseful, sure, but nothing like get out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no similarities whatsoever, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a funny best friend who works at the TSA <laughs>
1: oh man but it's like uh, the uh Mad Max fury Road and happy feet all right
0: are we gonna say this turn. story yeah, all right so it. we were at a party once just you know a bunch of people sitting around drinking talking about movies <laughs>
1: I wonder if he listens to our podcast.
0: I don't oh, know, well. don't care <laughs> but so we were just sitting around talking about movies and I don't know how we were talking about animated movies or kids movies or something and I was like oh one of my favorites even though I was older I really loved Happy Feet. You know, I just thought it was a good, feel-good movie. It's so cute. It's a cute great movie. Music. Dancing penguins, great music. And then The there...
1: late Brittany Murphy. Was it? Yeah.
0: Oh, she was the she's mom. The new... No,
1: she's the girl. Lead.
0: Oh, she was the love interest? Yeah. Aw. She sings R.I.P. somebody to love. Aw. Anywho, great movie. <laughs> as you can tell, we're very... We're sentimental. Sentimental about it. it. And this guy from across the room is just like, Happy Feet's a shit movie. You know what's a good movie? Mad Max Fury Road. Like, this must have been the year when that movie came out. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's a good action movie. They did a ton of practical effects, whatever. Why? Not
1: comparable. Like, you just can't compare the two. That's like.
0: It's apples and oranges. Yeah, they're both fruit, but.
1: (laughs) Why can't fruit be compared? Bitch, why
0: can't fruit be compared? But, (laughs) like, uh, yeah, they're both fruit, but, like, they're very different fruit. Like, you can like them both separately. Do you know what I mean? And, I mean. Ultimately, it turns out that I didn't know this, but I think it's George Miller is the director of both of those movies. And so like... But he didn't explain that. Right. Like M. Night Shyamalan directed both Sixth Sense and Stuart Little. You know what I mean? Like, because directors have kids or whatever and they want to make a kids movie for their kids and so anyway similarly
1: happened. to how happy feet and mad max Fury road are both good movies get out and red rock red rock <laughs> west are both good right movies. How, did we how, we got how did we start this how we got this did we start this let's continue with the plot of this movie
0: <laughs> jesus all right yeah so we're actually almost like into the real meat of this story and like getting closer to the end here so he shows up at the woman's house to warn her and she's like Uh, well, I'll just defend myself or something. You have no proof. I don't know what she says, but he responds with another great scream, which is... Your friend, the ranch hand, he's been shot! (laughs) And he really screams that word, shot! And it's very fun. So then Lyle shows up to the house, presumably to kill the wife. And Nick Cage grabs like a little horse statue and kind of lures Lyle into the bathroom. I think he flushes the toilet or flushes the tub or something. And Lyle's like, ooh, okay. So he's up in the bathroom and he sneaks she, in. She's up there. She's up in the bathroom. Because He wants
1: to just kill her to get his money. Get his
0: money exactly. Then he turns around, sees Lyle turns around, sees Nick Cage, and Nick Cage has a statue. And one throw, bang, hits Lyle straight in the head. What aim on this guy? What <laughs> incredible aim! It's not a ball. It's a it's a horse statue. Yeah, he throws
1: it. He doesn't like across
0: right. the room, not even close proximity. Right. Like, further from how you he and I are. slam
1: it down on him. He it leaves his hand.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And then he goes up and punches him and knocks him out cold for apparently an hour and a half, which is a long time for someone to be knocked out. So they're like, okay, we have to leave town. And Nick, on his way out, he's like, all right, I'm going to take Lyle's car. But the girl's like, no, there's a Jeep in the shed or some shit. So he cuts all the brakes for Lyle's car. So they get on, They get in the Jeep. The Jeep's on E. And he's like, oh, story of my life. <laughs> So let's see so they're in the jeep they're driving him and the girl and they decide let's leave town let's go to mexico and they stop at the gas station not much and happens we're like there. are
1: these two assholes going to fall in love
0: and of course they do pretty much in the next scene so after the gas station they stop at real quick
1: oh yeah she, she asks him for money
0: yeah he's like how much money do you have or she's like how much money do you have and he's like, like i don't 80 know 80 bucks, bucks. And she's because, like give yeah. me
1: some i want to get a drink Right. And then doesn't like go into the I thought maybe she was going to go into the gas station to get like a water bottle or something. No, she
0: goes to a nearby nearby bar to have like to a sit shot, and shot have of whiskey. A,
1: yeah, sit and have a a drink.
0: You're being chased by a professional hitman in the sheriff of the town you're in.
1: So it was in that moment that I was like something is fishy with this yeah. girl.
0: Yeah, she is way too thirsty in multiple senses of the word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So it turns out, I think she says while they're sitting at the bar and Hannah and I are just yelling at the screen, why did you stop at this bar? But I think it turns out she makes up some story because we find out it's not true, but she makes up some story about how she's got family money or something and about how I've got all this money and I guess my husband figures that if he kills me, then he'll get all the money. But if he divorces me, he'll only get half or something like that. And they have this conversation about Mexico, which we both loved. She's like have you ever been to Mexico? And he goes, yeah, once. What's it like? Hot. And she goes, sounds perfect. And like, that was the whole scene. It was again, Nick Cage is just giving, you know, these kind of quiet, soft spoken one word answers. And she's just like, oh, you're so dreamy. It's like, what are you doing, bitch? So they're also near a comfort inn, which they're leaving the bar. And he's like, we got to get on the road. We should get to Mexico. And she's like, I've got a better idea, and points to the Comfort Inn, which is like, what are you doing? That's
1: a decidedly worse idea. <laughs> yeah, what are you
0: doing? And like, the, the, it cuts quickly to Nick getting ice from the ice machine at the motel or the, or the Comfort Inn. And it's like, why did you agree to this? So they are talking about how much they want to go to Mexico, and guess what happens? They bang. Of course they bang. Why wouldn't they? This is a Nick Cage movie. That's all they do is have romance that comes out of nowhere. So the next morning in The Comfort you see a really good look at what Nick Cage's hair is doing in this movie. And holy hell, it's bad. Like, because he's not as crazy as he is in some of his other movies, his hair isn't getting as crazy. It's pretty standard throughout. But because it's supposed to be bedhead, it's like really luscious in the back and really thin on the top. It's
1: very sparse. It's
0: really like he's losing it. He's really losing it. But he's
1: got that comb over
0: going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, which is a shame because, you know, a, look. a lot of his previous movies, like he even said his himself, he's been seen as a sex symbol because of how good shape he's in. I mean, even in this movie and when he was doing his one handed pushups. Yeah, this he man is shape. the
1: definition of a butterface.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's got those janky teeth and he's got that terrible hair. But, you know, if he had better hair and better teeth at this point in his life, he would be like the ultimate. Yeah,
1: he'd be like the Brad Pitt. Yeah, of his generation
0: except he does weird shit on set but in
1: life (laughs) and in life yeah
0: (laughs) so in the end she also reveals that hey you know we're not gonna make it to mexico with 80 bucks i know that the sheriff has a safe my husband (laughs) yeah whatever i'm just gonna call him the sheriff (laughs) he's got money in a safe he's got like half a million dollars or something in this safe so we should go get that money and we can just live in mexico together so, he kind of reluctantly agrees. So, again, they go back to Red Rock to go to the sheriff's office. And they get to the sheriff's office. They get the money, but it's not as much money as they thought. Then the sheriff shows up, so they hide in the closet. And the sheriff is like, oh, no, all my money's gone, or the safe's been opened. And then the, these other sh- cops show up, and they're like, all right, Sheriff Wayne, or should I say Kevin? And then they just look they're at like- each other like, what? Who? The fuck? So it's revealed in this scene that the f that the sheriff and his wife are both wanted by the FBI for stealing two million dollars from a bank. I think was it a bank? Maybe I don't,
1: a, I don't recall what the crime was. Doesn't that they matter. Committed.
0: So they're in the office and the cops take the sheriff away and they're like, "We called the FBI again." They're doing the right thing. And Nick Cage and the girl come out of the closet <laughs> <laughs> and. And she's like, "He convinced me to do it. I didn't. I was just an accomplice." It's like, yeah, okay. And, yeah, and so even Nick, he's. She's like, "We can still go to Mexico." Even Nick, this is probably one of the best screams. He's like, "Fuck Mexico!"
1: <laughs> he really gets into
0: it. He really throws his arms down. I loved it. Yeah, he, but and immediately after he screams, he goes, "Fuck Mexico!" And then he like puts the back of his hand on her on her cheek. He like caresses her face. <laughs> and he's like i'm dipping he's like i'm out of here i'm getting out of this fucking red rock Rock. i don't care if i don't have any money i'm out he's like
1: i've tried to leave red rock five times yeah
0: and he opens the door and lyle stands there and lyle bashes him over the head and he knocks out you know yeah so we're getting towards the end of the movie here so lyle ties them up ties them both up and once again so and puts him in his car and once again nick cage is like emphasizing curse words because that's just what he does he gets loose he tries to make an escape but lyle catches him and lyle makes him drive and for some reason they like race the train and like try to get even though nobody's chasing them oh yeah very odd yeah yeah so this is where we also find lyle
1: like puts so nick cage is driving but Lyle's in the passenger seat and he like puts his leg oh over yeah and, and Stump, like, steps on the gas steps on the gas steps on nick
0: cage's foot so nick to press the gas
1: yeah so nick can't break i right. don't know why he doesn't use the emergency brake maybe uh, there wasn't one in the well he's car. also got a gun on him oh right he also has the gun on him so he so all nick can do is just like steer right. away from wherever
0: but they're like making this great escape when nobody was chasing them yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff in between too that doesn't make a lot of sense but we don't really well the cops would
1: have been probably on their way right
0: yeah but they weren't they could have just waited at the train (laughs) let it pass and then kept driving but instead they decided to race it and then make some crazy jump racing
1: with the moon steve (laughs)
0: That that movie title makes no sense anyway so you know Lyle says something, Dennis Hopper says something, and Nick Cage, and Nick Cage responds with something that I love, totally out of character. Nick Cage just goes, why don't you just blow me? <laughs> and we're like, whoa, that's really out of character. So basically, Lyle is making the sheriff guide him to where the rest of the money is, the presumably the rest of the $2 million, and it's at a cemetery. So they get to the cemetery, and this is one of the last scenes. There's so many twists and turns here. Basically, it's like... The sheriff buried the money, but Nick Cage has to uh, dig it up. And then, like...
1: There's a caretaker. There's a
0: caretaker, and then... Who's
1: the actor of The Caretaker's named Robert Beecher. Who's a friend Shout of Shout out to, to Beecher, who listens to our podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah, a friend of ours is named uh, Robert Beecher. So, hey, man, what's up? But, <laughs> so, yeah, so this it gets kind of confusing, but ultimately, Lyle gets convinced to put his gun down. So that the sheriff can open the safe, but when he opens the safe, it's not just the money, there's a gun, so now the sheriff has a gun, and then there's like a tussle between everybody, and everybody starts shooting, and people are like, don't shoot because the caretaker will call the cops, and the cops will be here, and everybody will get arrested, and at one point, Lyle throw again, what aim? He throws a knife, and it lands in the sheriff's neck
1: like in his jugular
0: right in the jugular and in this scene people get stabbed there's a tussle between nick cage and lyle lyle gets stabbed but he doesn't die
1: it's like in those video games where i I just been, auto been, heal yeah, <laughs> yeah i've been playing um the Lara croft tomb raider yeah. on that steve has yeah. from like 10 years ago on it's one of the more Xbox. recent
0: ones but yeah it's a good game
1: oh yeah i'm not very good at video games but every now and then i'll go and play that and i feel like she can just take anything and that's what i felt about all the all the characters in this movie they just
0: get shot they get stabbed they have a knife in their throat and they keep living it makes no (laughs) sense they just
1: keep fighting meanwhile
0: nick cage has a bum leg and struggles to do anything
1: (laughs) can't even get a job in an oil ring yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah
0: yeah so like nobody dies when they should and there is a moment where he shouts at the girl i forget what he shouts but it's another screaming scene so ultimately lyle and the sheriff die and the cops show up to kind of deal with the aftermath and nick cage has the bag of money and there's another train going past the cemetery so he makes a run for the train he's convincing the girl to come "Come on come with us come with us with him us (laughs) Us meaning me and hannah who were there in spirit because (laughs) we we really felt immersed into this movie (laughs) so the running after the train and they get on the train and the girl stole one of the guns but it turns out nick cage was the only one who saw lyle take the bullets out of the gun so there's no bullets in the gun and so Nick Cage does a weird thing where he dumps the money out of the moving train because like I don't money I don't that's what this whole thing's yeah, been he's about it,
1: just proving how noble he is once I guess. more. Yeah, I guess. so he, even though I, he's kind of voluntarily at this point gotten caught up in all of this mess,
0: yeah, like he could have just left town again, yeah, like before he went to go get the girl. But he pushes the girl out of the train, and I guess we don't really see like it. gently, like not yeah he's not trying to kill her yeah he's like go get your money or something and kind of pushes her out of the train there are a lot of moments in this movie where he does something dramatic like that and then says a witty comment i can't really think of anything else but he does push the girl out of the train and there's a, a stack of money that's still on the train so he's got some money some seed money in a new town and he just basically looks at the camera and he says adios red rock <laughs> and the movie ends so you know ultimately la
1: vista, baby. yeah so
0: ultimately like i said you know it, it, there were a lot of really interesting twists it was, in a, fun movie. It was a good movie it. yeah it was fun and it was low budget but it didn't make any of the money back because i did we did look it up and it was like it cost eight million eight million to make but it only made like a couple hundred thousand i think Maybe $2 million. I, think we
1: were, I think that was for a different movie that we were looking at. I did at. just look it up a second oh, ago. Oh, I just looked it up. Okay. And
0: I think it, was two and a, it made $2.5 It's like opening weekend only made like a couple well, thousand. Well, so.
1: what I read was it was straight to VHS somewhere.
0: Oh, was it really? Maybe that's why. But it, it, it was also nominated for a handful of like indie awards, like indie movie awards, uh, like the Saturn and something else. Yeah, it said
1: the film was well-received at the prestigious Toronto International Film Festival, but deemed Mm. a cable and direct-to-video product Mm. by Columbia.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so it was Columbia. And they owned
1: the North American rights to the film.
0: Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, I think ultimately, you know, I kind of intermittently will ask you these questions would you ever watch this movie again i think i might i'd
1: probably watch it again yeah you know I'd
0: watch it again maybe not anytime soon but no a couple years from now yeah
1: it's like this raising arizona raising arizona honeymoon in vegas and maybe you. moonstruck i'd watch again
0: I can't believe you moonstruck
1: i liked it you didn't like it no i didn't I like moonstruck or
0: honeymoon in vegas
1: you liked honeymoon in vegas better than moonstruck
0: I don't remember where we ranked them, but that's probably where, how much I like them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so I think overall it was it was pretty good. Any other closing thoughts, Anne, before we get on to some of the Nick Cage awards?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay. He, yeah. The way that you described him, it just kind of rang true throughout the movie where he's a little bit nondescript. Like, he yeah. just doesn't have that many lines. Yeah. And... But I
0: think the character kind of calls for it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's like a quiet ex-Marine who's in a sticky situation.
0: Right. And theoretically, the way to make him a quiet person, that would have been Nick's choice. Theoretically, right? Because all everything else he's given is just the words on the page. He could have played them like he usually does or true. with a funny voice. That's true. But he didn't. I mean, he did a bit of a Southern accent, but he's kind of already got a weird accent to well, begin with. So.
1: I think that he knew that this character needed to be like a strong protagonist yeah so he knew that like the way to play him was probably just a more like subdued type of way
0: yeah I uh, yeah i liked it overall and, I, and I agree with that so let's do some nick cage awards best let's supporting go. actors first who do you think it's kind of tough yeah do you give it to Dennis Hopper yeah I think so too Lyle Lyle yeah yeah yeah. we didn't really call him by his actor's name but but yeah I think Lyle I think he was definitely better than the sheriff the sheriff you mentioned was like a poor man's uh John Hurd is that his name yeah
1: he looked like John, the dad
0: from Home Alone right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah I agree with Dennis Hopper let's see here best dressed I didn't really pick up on much of what he was wearing probably
1: that first scene yeah the the shirt
0: nice tucked in shirt yeah he's got a nice big texas cowboy belt yeah and cowboy boots and boots and, and jeans jeans yeah it's a, good and look. a
1: nice white button-up yeah with like embroidery on it
0: oh yeah oh yeah okay let's see here the worst scene is it
1: it's probably the one where they talk about mexico <laughs> yeah, how they're... is it hot love <laughs> you've... that
0: <laughs> you've been to mexico yeah how is it hot Sounds lovely. Oh, my God. It's like he just said one (laughs) word about it. Okay, I like that. I was going to give it to a throwaway scene, but that was very strange, especially also like why did they stop at another bar?
1: And they also keep talking about going to Mexico and all they've mentioned, the only quality of the entire country (laughs) of Mexico is (laughs) the heat.
0: Yeah, they mentioned a couple of times where she's like, you just Just can't
1: wait to go to Mexico with you.
0: The way you describe it sounds so lovely. He said said it was hot. hot. Uh, Ugh uh let's see what's next best nick cage scene
1: maybe when he brings the, the guy, guy to the he hospital? hit into the hospital
0: somebody get a fucking doctor <laughs> yeah there's no real standout scene for me i think maybe when he when they're hiding in the closet or when he's confronting the girl maybe the scene when he's at the girl's house and he knocks out lyle
1: yeah that's a good scene
0: yeah it's all right and he's like, your friend has been shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give it to that. It's kind sure. of a tough one, but yeah. yeah, we'll give it to that for time's sake. Uh, let's see what's next. Best scene. Best scream. Oh. Fuck Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, he says fuck Mexico and then caresses her face. Yeah, I like <laughs> That's that. That's pretty good. <laughs> and then the most nouveau-shamanic moment. Is it, is it in the beginning when he punches the roof and kind of rolls his head around? I think so. Is it the one-handed push-up that he does inexplicably? Just do regular push-ups. <laughs> 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 how about when he is doing his acting and he's running oh yeah after with he his bum f- leg.
1: falls and what
0: he punches the lights out in the bathroom <laughs>
1: before he leaves no i think when he freaks out in the car
0: when he rolls his head around and grunts yeah yeah and then
1: punches the ceiling okay because yeah he was totally chill after leaving
0: yeah it's, a, it's again, it's like I said earlier, it's just a little, mm, just a right. touch of Nick Cage. And
1: it's like, it's understandable why someone would react like that. Right. But he took it, like, it, there were three things there. Punching the ceiling, rolling his head around, and grunting. I feel like you could, like... I feel like a normal person would do two of the three, but he did all three, and that's what made that new go shamanic.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. Okay. (laughs) I like that. I like that explanation for it. All right. (laughs) Last thing we need to address here is where are we ranking this movie? Let me give you some of the rankings.
1: Now, we go through this every week, and I'm still mad how... Was it Raising Arizona that we ranked too low? Yeah. But... This needs, like, we need to keep in mind that we're ranking this based upon his performance, not how much we like the movie. It's based upon how cagey he is.
0: Well, it's, it's like a little bit of both. Like, like the, how much we like the movie is almost the tiebreaker. You know what I mean? Yeah, if there's that two makes movies that, that are really sense. cagey, then it's like okay, what well, like, okay, well, we which like Which one do we not? like better? Yeah, yeah. And, then and that's, we'll put that above it. Yeah, that's I think
1: I think mm-hmm. somewhere near Birdie is where this should go.
0: Okay, so Birdie is currently towards the top, but let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Birdie is number six.
1: Where's Raising Arizona? Four.
0: Raising Arizona is four. And Honeymoon in Vegas is, is five. Is between them.
1: He's cagier in Honeymoon in Vegas.
0: That's true.
1: But you liked this movie better.
0: I did. I would put this. I'd put at it the five right spot. I think that's fair. Above honeymoon in Vegas. Above
1: honeymoon in Vegas. Right below racing Arizona.
0: Okay, I, I thought I was gonna have to fight you on that. I'll, I thank don't you. care. I appreciate enough. it. This
1: is low stakes. <laughs>
0: low stakes. <laughs> low stakes competitions. So that's where we're ranking it. That's number five, and we're twenty-one movies in. I, I don't think. Should I go through the entire list, the no. rankings, because we're twenty movies in?
1: Oh, yeah. Alright. Let's, let's do a recap.
0: Recap. Number... You want to go from the bottom? Let's bottom go up. bottom up. Let's go bottom up. Number 21, the Industrial Ibiz- Symphony. <laughs> <laughs> Industrial <laughs> Symphony number one, The Dream of the Brokenhearted. <laughs> Just above that is Time to Kill. Oof. Just above that is The Boy in Blue. Garbage. Then Amos and Andrew. Oof. Also flash. <laughs> that was a recent one.
1: <laughs> that was last week.
0: Then <laughs> Zandily, the softcore porn. Good God. <laughs> then Wild at Heart, which... It was good, fine. Good performances, but bad movie. Laura Then Firebirds. Oh, Uh, man. That was just okay. That was the lowest... IMDb. Or uh, lowest uh, Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. tomatoes.
1: For the movies that had a Rotten Tomatoes score. Right. Like, Time to Kill didn't...
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) Then Rumblefish, also known as Mumblefish because it was so damn quiet... Then Never on Tuesday. Oh
1: my god, I love that Which Ever was fun. I love that movie. Then
0: Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which he was barely in. So that's right in the middle. I think it makes sense being there. Then Peggy Sue got married. That seems high.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was real cagey in it, though.
0: That's true. Then The Cotton Club, which is very forgettable. Then Moonstruck, which I didn't particularly like. Same with Valley Girl I didn't particularly like, but he was very cagey in that. Then Birdie. That was
1: his first thing. That was his first real thing. You gotta put that yeah, near the top.
0: That's true. That's true. Then Birdie, which was a decent performance out of him. Yeah. Well acted. Yeah. Then Honeymoon in Vegas. And now you've got our new top five is Red Rock West at number five. Raising Arizona at number four. Best of times at number (laughs) three. I can't
1: believe it's still so high. That was the first (laughs) movie. That was the very first first thing that we saw. Very
0: first made-for-TV movie. (laughs) Then Racing with the Moon with that incredible Nick Cage scene. And that's at number two. And at number one. The cult classic, Vampire's Vampire's Kiss. Kiss.
1: And you know what we're watching next week? Deadfall. Which I've seen a few clips from because I've watched a few of those um, compilation videos of Nick Cage freaking out. And there's one that I never knew what movie that was from where he's wearing a very curious costume.
0: Oh, Uh, (laughs) it's from that. Like we've Googled this movie before and there are just tons of articles of like, is this the worst movie ever made? This also Deadfall is going to be the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score because it's a zero, zero, zero on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: We've seen another Nick Cage movie in the past that uh, is like more recent. I think it was like a 2015 or 2016 movie. What is it called?
0: One percent. Oh, it's called Left Behind. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, that was actual, actual dumpster fire, yeah. trash, and that was one percent, and we thought that was probably the worst movie we've ever seen, and this is a zero i'm very much so looking we're forward to it. we're gonna have a
0: lot to say next week so I, please tune in yeah i think this episode will probably be like our standard hopefully around 45 minutes to an hour but next week might be a long episode yeah yeah all right you've got to run so i do yeah i think we'll end it there
1: okay and now you know why the nick cage bird sings
0: thanks for listening everybody take care